the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Friday morning. We're so glad to have you join us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Clotto and Alicia Quibido. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And happy Feast of St. Blaise. It's it's a great time of the year, right? I've talked to so many people with throat problems. Mm -hmm. Today, Uh have your throat blessed. Today's the day. That's right. Let's begin this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Hear, O Lord, the supplications your people make under the patronage of the martyr, St. Blaise, and grant that they may rejoice in peace in this present life and find help for eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, St. Blaise, pray for us. Pray for us. We have a great show for you today, starting off with Eric Miller with the Knights of Columbus. In about nine minutes, he joins us. He is a state advocate for the Louisiana State Council with the Knights of Columbus, and he's going to give us an update of what they are up to for the month of February, which is a lot. So (laughs) they're always doing great work in the area, and we always have a great time talking with Eric. In 18 minutes, Father Thomas Morrow joins us, and he has a new book out called Straight to Heaven, A Practical Guide for Growing in Holiness. This is another great book maybe to uh, get ready when we have Lent coming up in a few weeks. Uh, Usually I like to prepare and get my stuff ready to make it the best Lent ever, as I always like to say, every year. In 35 minutes, Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, joins us. And in 48 minutes, Terry Dixon joins us he's the director of communications and editor of well he's the director of communications for the diocese of biloxi and editor of the gulf pine catholic newspaper he wears many hats in the diocese and he's going to be updating us of what we're going to be finding in this week's issue when we head to church if you're over in the gulf coast region or what you'll be reading online so lots of things happening and damien it was pretty chilly this morning so the cold weather is back Oh, yeah, but it won't last long. Uh, The beautiful part is the fact that we have sunshine, plenty of it. So get out there and enjoy it. It is going to be chilly, as Gabby said. Uh, That's because the winds are blowing out of the north right now at 10 miles an hour. Um, High today should be 60 if we're lucky. And uh, no rain, that's the key. Uh, Low tonight should be close to freezing, though. So uh, don't worry about the plants and the animals and all that. It's not going to get to freezing, but it's going to be maybe a degree or two above it. Uh, Tomorrow, pretty much a carbon copy, just a little bit warmer. And the same holds true for Sunday as well as Monday. So as each day goes by, the temperature is going to increase by about three or four degrees. But the wind's going to be blowing uh, today and tomorrow. Temperatures in and around the area, Baton Rouge is the cool spot right now. It's 41 degrees. The warm spot is in New Orleans, where it's 49 degrees. Elsewhere, 
very uh, breezy in Gulfport right now. 14 mile an hour winds and mm. blowing at and temperatures at 48. Same holds true in Homa and Thibodeau, and in Covington, it's 44 degrees. So uh, get ready for a nice day, but it will be a little windy, and I'm just glad to see the sunshine is back, huh? It has been great. Yeah, get out there and get your throat blessed, (laughs) too. That's right. In honor of let St. Blaise bless us and and do his thing that's right and hey it's first friday you can join us for prayer right after the uh with that right after the show we'll pray the rosary at our baton rouge studio yeah and uh, there's a lot of things going on but don't go too far because we're going to be talking to eric miller find out what's going on with the knights of columbus and we have your gospel coming your way on wake up Good Friday to you, I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 6. King Herod heard about Jesus, for his fame had become widespread, and people were saying, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead. That is why mighty powers are at work in him. Others were saying, he is Elijah. Still others, he is a prophet, like any of the prophets. But when Herod learned of it, he said, it is John whom I beheaded. He has been raised up. Herod was the one who had John arrested and bound in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, whom he had married. John had said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias harbored a grudge against him and wanted to kill him, but was unable to do so. Herod feared John, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man, and kept him in custody. When he heard him speak, he was very much perplexed, yet he liked to listen to him. Herodias had an opportunity one day when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers, his military officers, and the leading men of Galilee. His own daughter came in and performed a dance that delighted Herod and his guests. The king said to the girl, Ask of me whatever you wish, and I will grant it to you. He even swore many thanks to her. I will grant you whatever you ask of me, even to half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? Her mother replied, The head of John the Baptist. The girl hurried back to the king's presence and made her request, I want you to give me at once on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was deeply distressed, but because of his oaths and the guests, he did not wish to break his word to her. So he promptly dispatched an executioner with orders to bring back his head. He went off and beheaded him in the prison. He brought in the head on a platter and gave it to the girl. The girl in turn gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. And we welcome you back to Wake Up. So glad you could join us this morning. And with us right now is our good friend, Eric Miller. He is the advocate for the Knights of Columbus for the state of Louisiana. Good morning, Eric. What's cooking, brother? Good morning. Good morning. Letting fresh fish fries. That's what's oh. cooking. Hey, hey, all right. So where do you want to start? We'll have lots of councils doing those. Okay, so do you want to start with some fish fries, or you want some of the key things that are happening within uh, uh, your the state? I know we've got the big cornhole tournament coming up, and uh, but I, let's get the let's get the fish fries out of the way. <laughs> sure, sure. So, uh, so the ones we have going on the Ascension of Our Lord Council nine six two three in Laplace, they're on the East Bristow Drive. 
they're kicking off their Letting Fish Fries on Ash Wednesday, February 22nd. Um, you can get more information from their Facebook uh, site. Um, just put in KC Council 9623 on Facebook, and you can get information on their Fish Fries, which is uh, $13 a plate. And then I know um, our council uh, up in over in Benton, uh, Council 6103, uh, they're doing their fish fries as well on the first Friday of the month at KC Hall there. Uh, and it's $10 a plate. So those are the ones that I know that are going on. So I encourage everybody to and, help those councils out. Yeah, and if uh, any Knights of Columbus Council decides they want to have a fish fry or if they got them and uh, you didn't let Eric know, just let us know here at Catholic Community Radio and we will uh, make sure we get the word out because those are good fundraisers, but boy, they just do a great job. I mean, yes. uh, every, sometimes they go beyond fish. Some throw shrimp. Oh, I mean, it, it gets it gets pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. Speaking of competitive, you guys, uh, this weekend is the uh, not only the cornhole tournament, but the uh, chili cook-off all at the same time, isn't it? Well, you know, that's actually two different events. The oh. State Cornhole Tournament is on Saturday, February 4th at St. Anne's School in Metairie. Um, and so it's our state tournament. If you want to come out and watch uh, some good cornhole <laughs> competitors, we would encourage you to come out. But also the Knights of Columbus Council, the Genevieve of uh, Paris Council, 13397, is doing their annual chili cook-off and cornhole tournament down in Thibodeau. Um, and that is also this Saturday, February 4th. Um, and so I would encourage folks, if you're in the Thibodeau area, uh, go down and see the Knights of Columbus there, uh, participate in their chili cook-off, see their cornhole tournament. Uh, they have a silent auction fundraiser going on. Um, and you can get more information on their Facebook site, uh, which is KC13397. Uh, so, yeah, there's, okay. there's a lot of competition going on this weekend. Yeah, yeah. And are the defending champs going to be there, by the way, for the state tournament? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> okay. Just want to make sure, you know. Knock them off. Yeah, bragging rights. All right, here's something I think we really need, do need to promote is the Seminary Mission Fund raffle coming up. That's right. We have that going on again, um, our annual Seminary Mission Fund Raffle, uh, which is the chance uh, to support the two seminaries in the state, uh, the Notre Dame Seminary and St. Joseph Seminary. Uh, and we, any Knights of Columbus member, um, or you can get raffle tickets from them. Uh, they're $5 a piece, uh, and the prizes range from $250 to $5,000 on the raffle. But more importantly, those funds go to support our seminarians. Um, and so we would encourage everyone uh, to participate in that so that we can help offset some of that cost for them for their missionary trips. That okay. They and they can go to almost any night council to get that, that those tickets? Yes. Every night the Columbus Council has their group of uh, seminary uh, tickets. Um, and you can also go to the website uh, and get the information, the LouisianaKC.org website, and get more information on that. Excellent. And before we wrap up, Spiritual Day of Reflection, we've been promoting it in Lafayette. 
uh, coming up on the 25th of February. That's right. It's a wonderful program. Um, It's going to be at the Lafayette Cathedral on St. John Street. Um, All men 18 years or older are invited to attend this spiritual day of reflection. They've got some wonderful speakers. It's going to be an all-day event. Um, Bishop Desertel will be there, Father Jamin David, which is our uh, Louisiana State Council chaplain, uh, and other folks will be there. So we would encourage everyone to attend that. And uh, we've got more information um, on our Facebook site as well as our website, louisianakc.org. Very good. Eric Miller, State Advocate for the Louisiana State Council, the Knights of Columbus. By the way, save me a few of those raffle tickets. I'll send you a check in the mail. Don't go too far. Wake Up's coming back. We're on a roll. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 3rd. Today we celebrate Saint Blaise. Devotion to today's saint is more real than many of the stories about him. For Catholics who have had their throats blessed on the Feast of St. Blaise, the 4th century bishop is a source of consolation. Born in Armenia, Blaise became a bishop. Life was difficult for him and his flock. Religious persecution still raged, and Blaise himself was forced to flee to the countryside. There he lived as a hermit in solitude and prayer, making friends with the wild animals. According to legend, one day a group of hunters stumbled upon his cave and found the bishop kneeling in prayer as wolves, lions, and bears patiently waited for him to finish. As the hunters prepared to take him off to prison, a mother came with her young son who had a fishbone lodged in his throat. At Blaze's command, the child coughed up the bone. Another account has the mother bringing the bishop food and candles while he was in prison. We do know that Blaise met a violent death around the year 316. Challenged to sacrifice to pagan idols, he refused and was beaten, tortured, and finally beheaded. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 19 past the hour. Thank you so much for tuning your heart to the truth this morning. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Damian Collado. And our next guest is Father Thomas Morrow. And today he joins us to talk about his book called Straight to Heaven, A Practical Guide for Growing in Holiness. Good morning, Father Morrow. Thank you so much for being with us today. Good morning, Gabby. Thank you. Absolutely. This is a perfect book, I think, for Lent. So we're trying to get, uh, you know, either ourselves or our listeners ready for Lent, getting all our stuff together so we can start on Ash Wednesday and, and keep moving for 40 days and really grow in holiness. So this is the perfect book for that. Take us through it. Yeah, amen. <laughs> I think so. I hope so. Father Murrow, kind of take us through your book and tell us a little bit about what we can find in it. Okay, sure. Well, um, one of the most important elements in the book is uh, this whole issue of suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, uh, too many people say, well, with all the suffering in the world, I can't, there can't be a God. But mm-hmm. the answer to that is to look at Jesus on the cross 
And uh, why did he suffer? He suffered because of sin. And so when we sin, we add to the sufferings of the world. We don't necessarily suffer for our own sins, but um, we may. And uh, we, But all the suffering in the world is related somehow to sin in the world. And God has it all planned out as to how we can help um, atone for the sins of the world and do our part. And uh, we need to trust that God has it all worked out as to the fact that when we suffer, God will bring good out of it. And in every situation, uh, God brings good out of all our difficulties, all our sufferings. And the more we embrace our cross, uh, the less we feel it. In fact, that's what St. Teresa of Avila said. When you embrace the cross, you do not feel it. When you resolve to suffer, the pain ceases. So that's a very important aspect of the book is to understand uh, the difficulty uh, of suffering and why, why it's there. Right. Well, we all go through some sort of suffering at some point in our lives. Some of us, it's continual suffering, or we've gone through it, of course, many different times. Uh, but it also brings us closer to God. And uh, we choose to either go to our Lord or kind of do our little pity party and then go to our Lord or, or we're kind of lost and Jesus wants yeah. us to come back to him. So kind of tell us what inspired you to write something like this. Uh, actually it was the uh, publisher. They sent me the title and, uh, I wasn't crazy about the title at first. Uh, the title, the original title was, uh, overcoming sinful thoughts. And I think, um, this title is a little bit more dynamic straight to heaven. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the book, we talk about all the different ways that uh, we can be deterred from getting to the kingdom. And so that's uh, what got me interested in, in being able to, to write this. Uh, and a lot of people uh, are mistaken about the last thing. Some, some of our young people, they say, well, mm-hmm. heaven sounds boring to me. There's nothing boring about heaven. It's the most exciting uh, place that we could ever imagine. And it's like, um, as our Lord says in Scripture, it's like being married to God, the perfect spouse, uh, who is perfectly beautiful, perfectly powerful, perfectly uh, kind and generous. And uh, that's going to be extremely exciting. And, And another element of the joy of heaven is the fact that there's no time. You don't have to wait for anything. Everything happens at once. You have plenty of time for everything because everything is happening at the present moment. So it's going to be extremely exciting. And people need to meditate on heaven every day so they don't lose their way. Well, tomorrow, this is Damien. I uh, want to thank you for, again for being with us. This is an interesting topic in, in the aspect of uh, we suffer for sin, whether it's our sin or someone else's sin. Uh, yeah. What about those who claim they never have to suffer about anything? Do, do, are they sin-free? I mean, I know they're not, but from a mental standpoint or an attitude yeah. standpoint, how, how, do, how are they dealing with life? Are they, are they the ones who kind of just go through life and not worry about anything? Well, it depends on whether they turn to God or not. Uh, yeah. If they, turn mm-hmm. to, if they turn to God, um, they're going to have difficulties. They're going to have sufferings. Uh, but there are some people that seem to kind of glide through life. 
And I don't want to be one of those uh, persons <laughs> because I want to be with Christ. And uh, he said, if you be my disciple, you must deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow in my steps. So I don't want to be one of these uh, people that yeah. seem to have everything flowing. And I do believe that there are times in life when God calls us to suffer and other times when we don't suffer much. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm grateful for both. I'm grateful yeah. for the time that I, that I haven't suffered, but I'm also grateful for the time that the Lord has allowed me to suffer and share in his passion. Mm-hmm. Father Morrow, it's it's a little challenging to grow in holiness in today's world. We turn on the news and we can watch it for five minutes and it'll change our whole mood or we go on social media. You know, I really try to avoid Twitter during the day sometimes, especially during breaking news, just because of all the opinions uh, out there. And it's just hard to listen to the noise, especially when we have the world right in our pocket. Any advice on how we can continue to grow in holiness and focus on our Lord, especially with Lent coming up? Yeah, well, the first thing is probably to... Oh, I, I stopped reading the newspaper years ago. I'll <laughs> uh, get the news on the Internet so I can choose what I want to read and choose what mm-hmm. I don't want to read, and I can choose my news media. Uh, so uh, that's one way to to uh, get off the treadmill of, of listening to what the world is doing. Another thing is to, to read, and to read especially about the lives of the saints. That's so important. To uh, you, you were talking about St. Blaise a little earlier. Mm-hmm. We need to read that uh, those things every day. And um, I actually have a couple of books out on the saints. Uh, one is called uh, Who's Who in Heaven, and another one's called Amazing Saints. And these are some saints that I pulled together, but I just thought it would be good for families or people to have so that they could uh, read uh, a book that has maybe... 10 or 12 or 15 saints in it, they could get a real taste more than these little blurbs that they have in these huge books on saints, Mm -hmm. but less than uh, a 300-page book on a single saint, which I recommend uh, more more than my two books, as a matter of fact. I think this is so practical. Let's talk about difficulty in prayer. We're in a rut. We have spiritual dryness. Uh, what can we do, and how can your book kind of put us on the right track? Well, the first thing, uh, difficulty in prayer is uh, the fact that, for especially, especially young people, it's boring. And so we have to accept the fact that uh, something like that, where we don't see the results right away, uh, we're doing it on faith. Uh, we have to realize that it's not going to be that exciting at first. Teresa of Avila couldn't stand to go in to, to pray, pray for time at times when she was a nun. But she would mm-hmm. go in and do it anyway. And she found when she came out, she felt better about her prayer than she had when she felt good about going into prayer. So, And then, of course, later on, she became a, tra- a tremendous uh, advocate of prayer, a, a prayer warrior. So a lot of people find it difficulty at first to get into prayer. Some of our teenagers, <laughs> they were a little bit shocked when I quoted them, St. Alphonsus Ligori, those who pray are saved, those who do not pray are damned. Very strong words. Yeah. So uh, that's the first thing. Now the dryness is another thing that uh, we go along and uh, we get consolations, and then all of a sudden the consolations are taken away, mm-hmm. and nothing seems to be happening. And uh, 
that's what we got to pray harder because when we pray with no consolations, we're getting more grace uh, than we were when we had consolations. So mm-hmm. we have to continue to pray, uh, even though nothing seems to be happening. And another people, uh, thing that people uh, mention is distractions of prayer. Uh, and we have to realize, actually, the, ca- the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, don't worry about distractions. Don't, get, don't let them bother you. Just go back to what you were doing and, and uh, move on. Otherwise, they're going to uh, take you away from your, your purpose. And um, mm-hmm. Teresa Babla, uh, uh, as she was reflecting once, she said it would be nice to live out in the desert where I wouldn't have any distractions. And the Lord said to her, no, you'd have more distractions in the desert. As long as you live, you're going to have a wandering mind. So we all have to cope with that. Mm-hmm. Father Thomas Morrow, author of the book Straight to Heaven, A Practical Guide for Growing in Holiness. Where can we pick up our copy? Uh, you can pick it up uh, at the Sophia Institute uh, mm-hmm. uh, Press, and uh, I'm sure in a week or two, or maybe less, it'll be up on Amazon. It also mm-hmm. will be in about three weeks or two weeks, it'll be up on my website, and it'll be cheaper than you can get it mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. at Amazon. And my website is C is in Catholic, F is in Faith, Alive.com. CFAlive.com. And it'll be wonderful. Uh, all our books are, are less expensive on our website, and there's free shipping for every order. Oh, nice. I love free shipping. Thank you so much, Father Thomas Morrow, for joining us today. Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, joins us when we come back from the break. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. minutes after the hour you are listening to wake up on catholic community radio we're tuning our hearts to the truth i'm alicia quipido with damian Collado and gabby smith it's friday and we're enjoying some river oak coffee and some heavenly donuts so uh, donuts from the heavenly yeah. donut i that think that's are, why i'm a little active i got heavenly. my sugar there fix. you go he had his sugar i'm waiting till after the show <laughs> so um, we're joined this morning as we are every friday by our friend jeff young he is the founder and producer of the Catholic Foodie blog and podcast. He is the Catholic Foodie. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, y'all. How you doing? We are doing well. Hey, it's carnival time. Yeah. It sure is. It sure is. It's actually, we're getting to the high point. We are. Living large there uh, on the North Shore, right? Getting ready for all those parades. Parades, balls. Getting ready. Getting ready. Hoping it stays dry and not too cold. That's right. That's right. But then not too hot either. We got to have that that perfect weather, right? Perfect parade weather. That's right. That's right. We don't want to pick up any wet, you know, doubloons or anything. So I know you got to watch out for those. That's right. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean, we do everything down here in seasons, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're in carnival season uh, right now. And I think we talked about this a couple of weeks back, a few weeks back, uh, right around the, the 6th, I guess, of January. But, mm-hmm. you know, carnival comes from uh, the Latin carne vale, right? So it's really yes. about goodbye meat. That that stems from the old uh, tradition uh, where we, we didn't eat meat during Lent. 
Yeah. You know, it wasn't just meat. It was any byproducts of meat, anything. Uh, it could be dairy, butter, you know, all of that. And so we had a, a series of, of celebrations prior to the start of Lent where we would consume everything that we couldn't have during Lent. And part of that was just practicality. I mean, we, you know, back in the day, there was no refrigeration. Right. You know, so you had to, uh, you had to consume it or it would just be wasted. And uh, I guess that's where we get, we get Fat Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Get Mardi Gras from is uh, maybe kind of overindulging in there right before the, the fasting. Yes. Uh, but we, we love this season. I've noticed, too, that right around January 6th every year, we, we start to consume our king cakes. Mm-hmm. You know, and we'll do that pretty much um, kind of overdoing it, I guess, you know, for, <laughs> for about a, a, a week or so. And then it kind of tapers off. And then right yes. about this time, it it kicks back up again, right? Yeah. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like it's almost over. Even though the it's panic. a short season, I uh, know it's almost <laughs> over. We gotta, you know, gotta have our king cake. That's right. Uh, but we have, yeah. I don't know how. Do y'all go to parades at all? We do. We do. I, you know, I think Baton Rouge isn't. As much of a parade town as I'm from Lafayette, Lafayette has so much happening on Mardi Gras Day, so many parades. And, of course, where you are, there's lots of parades, too. But um, but a little bit thinner here in Baton Rouge, I find, with parade with parade time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you've got to bring your cooler and a little uh, little bag of treats, right? Well, yeah, you do. But, I mean, that's the thing. It's like over the years, and I, you know, things change, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. grow, we mature, hopefully. And, uh, you know, things just kind of kind of change. And I remember being younger as a young, you know, teenager, college kid, and, you know, even as a young adult. I mean, catching beads was like a competitive sport. Yes. And you're out there and, like, you're into it. You're just, oh, you know, yeah. and you're, you're trying to lug home as many bags as you can. It's like <laughs> over the years that's changed. It's like we go out, we enjoy the parades. We, we meet uh, friends uh, that we, we see every year mm-hmm. in the same spots. It's kind of like tailgating. Yes. You know, you get a little spot where you tailgate for LSU or whatever, and you, mm-hmm. you're with those folks all season, right? And right. Year after year. And it's the same thing with the, the Mardi Gras parades. We've got certain parades we go to every year, have been doing it for you know, 20-something years now. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we love the Sunday parade, uh, Toth and, and Bacchus. We love going mm-hmm. there because it's one of the few times that we'll go and spend, like, the daytime. Oh, right. In New Orleans for one of the parades. And Toth is just a beautiful parade. Love where it, tra- where it, uh, the route, where it goes. Mm-hmm. We have friends on the route. So we're, we're there. We're able, you know, we'll, sometimes we have, uh, uh, either a propane tank out there, uh, you know, to fry something or we'll have, uh, a grill out there to, to cook. And other times we have prepared things ahead of time. Jambalaya, mm-hmm. pastalaya. You know, sandwiches, uh, lots of snacks and drinks and everything for everybody along the way. But we'll have a whole party of people out there with ladders set up and everything. That's great. Um, Monday night, we love to go to Orpheus. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful mm-hmm. parade if you've, if you've never seen it. I mean, the pageantry of the Orpheus parade is just, uh, oh. it's like a showstopper. Yes. You know, it's really beautiful mm-hmm. to, to see. It's at night. It's kind of an earlier parade. And, and a lot of music, right? Focuses on uh, on music. So a lot of a great bands that come through, and um, so we love that one. And we usually catch it right about the same spot where we were on the day before on Sunday. Okay. And uh, and some of those same people are going to be out there with us. That's and so awesome. that's that's a lot of fun. Then on on uh, on Fat Tuesday itself on Mardi Gras, we, we're typically right at um, on the North Shore. 
we'll, okay. we'll catch the ones there. And we usually have all of our friends who are part of our parish family. We we typically have a big party and uh, just enjoy. We've done all kinds of things over the years. We've roasted whole pigs. We've, wow. you know, uh, we've grilled. We've done all kinds of things. So it's it's definitely a feast day. I guess to get so. ready for Ash. I'm thinking the place us. to be if you want to have something yummy on Mardi, uh, for, at Mardi Gras parades is to be at, near the Catholic foodie, right? What kind of what kind of what kind of things? Okay, a whole pig—that's an interesting thing to carry in your little wagon uh, to get to your parade spot. But what are what are some other? We just have a couple more minutes. What are some of your easy go-to uh, carry along with you Mardi Gras snacks? Well, I'm gonna tell you one, and mm-hmm. it's you know you don't have to cook it; you can go buy it. Okay. And well, actually, I can tell you two, uh, but this is something we've done over the years because. You know, you you associate certain tastes and flavors with certain things. Yes, yes. I, I, that for me started decades ago, but I can't not think about Popeye's fried chicken. I was going to say, I've been doing that since I was in college. <laughs> I just can't, and so huh? that's one thing. And the thing that's I good. regret, Jeff, is they stopped doing the darn onion rings to go with it. <laughs> oh man, that was that was well, maybe the you combo. Can make some huh? yourself on the way, you know? Dude, there you because go. you could you could eat it all day long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. So what's your other? So Popeye's? Yeah, that's a big one. Popeye's one. Uh, I love, we, we've done this in the past. We'll pick up big po' boys. Some places uh, you go get a whole loaf. Good mm-hmm. idea. You get the whole yep. thing. You get that, and you, you can cut it up into, you know, servable sizes and, and tote that along. Or even muffaladas. I love a good muffalada. Oh, you can yeah. bring that out there. So something that you can eat with your hands, there right? You and you don't have to worry about plates and forks and... Uh, all that stuff. That's Just right. bring a lot of a lot of paper towels and napkins. That's right. <laughs> Wet yeah. That's right. Uh, do you bring king cake to to parades with you, Jeff? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's the last day of it, you know. And it's you got to try to get every little bite in before uh, before Ash Wednesday. That's right. That's right. So, do you have recipe on CatholicFoodie.com for muffalata, Jeff? For a muffalata, I don't. I don't know. I okay. don't think I do. Okay. I may, and it may have been a uh, something from Emerald that he yes. had posted a long time ago. I think and you might. To, well, I think I'll you might. And you also there. have some. Can I? Ahead, can you? Can I send Colada's muffalata recipe? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I'll send it to send you. Send it on over. It's a, it's a, yeah, an awards winner. Fu- it's funny that he's saying this, but he's never brought one here. I'll make them. real? Never. I, I'm going <laughs> to make them for thing? you. Okay. Uh, now she's challenged me, Jeff. That's a good picture, too. We'll, we'll put that up. Yeah. There you go. Okay. That yeah. sounds good. That sounds good. You do have lots of recipes for good uh, tailgate food on CatholicFoodie.com. So uh, for our listeners, make sure that you check that out. Jeff, let our listeners know where else they can find out more information about you and the Catholic Foodie. Well, CatholicFoodie.com is the first place, but also on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, the book, uh Around the Table with the Catholic Foodie Middle Eastern Cuisine is available at Catholic Bookstores, Amazon, Ligori Publications. You can find it online. Okay. We'll have a great time, and uh, uh, we might meet you along the parade route and see what you, mm-hmm. see what you got cooking. So thanks, Jeff Young, the Catholic Ooh, Foodie. All right. Happy Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah. uh, check him out at catholicfoodie.com. Be sure to stick around. Terry Dixon, Director of Communication of the Diocese communications of the Diocese of Biloxi and the editor of the Gulf Pine Catholic newspaper joins us next on Wake Up. It is uh, 15 minutes before the hour on Wake Up.
All right, 12 minutes before the top of the hour on, uh, is, is it Friday yet? It is Friday. Uh, we have I, donuts I knew, and coffee. I just wanted to make sure y'all were aware of it. I think everyone Yay. else is, too. It's going to be a great weekend with us. Terry Dixon, he is the editor of the Gulf Pine Catholic newspaper in the Diocese of Biloxi. So glad to have him. He's a good buddy of mine. How you doing, pal? I'm doing great. Good morning. How are you? Uh, doing all right. Well, look, let's jump right into it because uh, Biloxi's happening, uh, the whole diocese. And I want to start with the, the front page. The Ukraine bishop, is it Vitaly? Is that how he says his name? Bishop Vitaly. He was. He is from Kiev. Okay. Which is. And so. Bishop Vitaly went to what Bishop Kinnaman refers to as New Bishop School shortly after they were ordained bishops. So they met in Rome, and when the war started, Bishop Kinnaman thought about Bishop Vitaly. He reached out to him, established a connection between our diocese and Bishop Vitaly's diocese. And so Bishop Vitaly came to Mississippi to share his gratitude to the people of the Diocese of Biloxi, and to ask for their continued prayers. So he he celebrated Mass on January 14th at Our Lady of the Gulf Church with Archbishop Thomas Rohde, the Metropolitan Archbishop of Mobile, mm-hmm. who was our former bishop. We also had Bishop Kinnaman and Bishop Marcelo Sarando, the former Chancellor of the Pontifical Academies of Science and Social Science, who just happened to be in town visiting a friend of his in Bay St. Louis. So it was a really nice event. The next day, Bishop Vitaly celebrated Mass at Our Lady of Victory's Parish in Pascagoula. Father Adam Urbaniak, the pastor at OLV, is a native of Poland, and the two men both speak Poland, so he translated throughout the bishop's visit to Mississippi. And then on the following Tuesday, Bishop Vitaly preached at a holy hour for priests, and the day he left, he began by celebrating Mass for the students at Resurrection Catholic High School in Pascagoula. That is awesome. And what a uh, good learning lesson for everyone as well. Uh, and, yes, our prayers do go out for the people of Ukraine. And, and it's great. I, I, I was wondering what that connection was, Terry, between uh, Vitaly and, and uh, Bishop Kinnaman. And so now I see that and realize they went to, as you said, bishop school together. <laughs> Yes, and you, if you want to support um, Bishop Vitaly's diocese on the front page of this week's paper, there's a little QR code. So you could take your phone, your cell phone. You can't do it with your rotary phone at home, but you could do it with your <laughs> cell phone. You can send the QR code, and um, and you don't even have to hit a QR code to, to, to pray for him. You know, that's free. That's yeah, so. well, that's good. Glad you're not charging for that. Uh, exactly. Now, uh, big section in, in this uh, – particular issue is the state of the diocese report starting on page 12 dude i found out a ton of information of what's uh, going on in the in the biloxi diocese it, it it's an annual report um and the thing that interests me is the list of the ministries of the diocese and our ministries continue to expand we've talked before about walking with moms in need you know mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. taken off in our diocese our um, deaf ministry is expanding to include people with disabilities, and that's wow. called the Tabitha Project, Tabitha Ministry. And so we're excited about that. Just a lot of good stuff going on. 
Yes, and one of the things that uh, I wanted to at least point out to to the listeners, uh, the diocese itself is made up of five deaneries, uh, 54,000 and some change in regards to parishioners, and over 20,000 families are within the Diocese wow. of Biloxi. And you guys have 85 priests, and 20 of those are retired, but I'm sure they're still doing God's work and, and helping out when they can. 53 deacons throughout the diocese. Oh, wow. That's, That's a lot. lot. Well, let me tell you this. So tell me that. Today, of course, is the Feast of St. Blaise, and our bishop is on the road. He's, he's going to be at St. James Elementary School today. Um, doing a Catholic Schools Week visit. So one of our retired priests, Father Father White, is 86 years old, and he's coming over to celebrate our Mass at our chapel today. So you're, you're right, the retired priests are still very much active. Yes, yes, and they have five seminarians right now. Wow. Hey, uh, uh, and, and so we're praying for them, and, and but yes, mm-hmm. very active, and it's a growing uh, uh, diocese. You guys are, are, are really... Uh, it's exciting, and it was. You need to read the state of the diocese. You really do, if especially if you're a parishioner within it, because you learn so much of what's going on. And as Terry said, mm-hmm. all the ministries. If you're wondering what God is calling you to, read the various ministries going on in the diocese of Biloxi, and I'm sure something's going to jump out. Uh, before we uh, get to events, just a quick note on another article regarding. Uh, uh, a young lady by the ma- name of Michelle, is it Dapong, in, in her uh, possible sainthood? I believe that is how you pronounce her name. Dupong? And yeah. Yes, very interesting story. She is being promoted for sainthood for her ministry as a focused missionary. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I just got back from Seek 23 in St. Louis, and it was just really Uh, a powerful event and so her story is a very powerful story and i would encourage you to read that in this week's issue Mm -hmm. page 20 yeah exactly uh all right you got we got time for a few events terry uh where you want to start let the people know what's going on well tomorrow we have first saturday devotion at saint mary parish in biloxi We'll begin with the Exposition of the Blessed Sacrament at 9.45 a.m., followed by the Scriptural Rosary at 10 a.m., Confessions, Meditation on the Mysteries of the Rosary. Then we'll have Mass and a potluck lunch. Damien, your favorite part. <laughs> that is. That's the whole reason why I'd go. <laughs> a healing Mass at Our Mother of Mercy in Past on February 17th at 5 p.m., that church is located at 216 Socher Avenue. There will not be a potluck afterwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> Still may show up. Yeah. Exactly. And, yes. hey. and our St. Thomas Aquinas' Irish-Italian Festival, March 18th at St. Thomas in Hattiesburg. I was, I was hoping you were going to mention that. <laughs> yes, the Irish-Italian Festival, always something good. And that's uh, March 18th, as you said, in Hattiesburg. Read up on it. There's a lot of events taking place. Terry, where does one go if they want to pick up a publication of the Gulf Pine Catholic newspaper? www.biloxidiocese.org. And listen, if you all aren't doing anything tomorrow, we're having our Mardi Gras Parade in Ocean Springs at 1 p.m. Really? Oh, okay. Where does yep. it start? It starts on Front Beach, and it 
winds its way down Porter onto government and heads east, and I think it ends up at the old middle school. But there will be plenty of people out there, and they'll be out there early. Okay, sounds good. Well, look, you take care, behave yourself, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks, okay? Have a great weekend. You too, buddy. Enjoy the the nice weather. Terry Dixon, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Biloxi, and he's the editor of Gulf Pine Catholic Newspaper. Wow, what a week and a lot of things going on. We're going to wrap up with prayer in honor of uh, St. Blaise. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O God, deliver us through the intercession of your holy bishop and martyr, Blaise, from all evil of soul and body, especially from all the ills of the throat, and grant us the grace to make a good confession in the confident hope of obtaining your pardon and ever to praise with worthy lips. Thy most holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. We're talking to Will Newell about the upcoming Men's Emmaus Retreat. Lonnie Thibodeau with the Diocese of Home with Thibodeau updates us. Alan Migliorato and Father Matthew Graham talks about Our Lady of Lourdes. Stay with us. Have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.